0: Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street. I'm John. I'm Kim. And today we are talking about two stoner horror movies on the podcast. We're talking about stoner horror classic, depending on how old you are, (laughs) Idle Hands, and David Arquette's The Tripper. Do you guys know David Arquette directed a slasher? (laughs)
1: I didn't even know this movie existed until we were like, what do we do with idle hands?
0: Yeah. You know, the funny thing, though, is I have seen people on Letterboxd that I follow watching it this week because of 420. So I think some people, I think more people are aware of this movie than we we had assumed.
1: Thomas Jane is in it.
0: There's a lot. Paul Rubens is in it.
1: Jason Mewes
0: is in it. We do this in the podcast. (laughs) We We should just... We should just save it.
1: I feel like we should have been more aware of this movie.
0: We really should have. But before we get into it, Kim, what's keeping you creepy this week?
1: Well, as of recording, Wednesday afternoon, uh, a little news bitty ditty, news diddy, a news bite. Sure. Uh I'm part of a horror anthology. Yeah! yeah. And even crazier is I'm filming it this weekend.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. This podcast is coming out on Thursday. We we start shooting on Saturday and we will be done on Sunday. So we, we got a lot to do in big a short shoot. period of time. Big,
1: big shoot. Oh man, <laughs> movers
0: and shakers over here. <laughs> Kim, what's the name of the I'm gonna uh, hello everybody, welcome to Nightmare Alley. This okay. mini, mini, mini episode of oh, Nightmare God. Alley inside ah! this the Nightmare Film Street podcast uh i'm here today with uh writer and director kimberly elizabeth yep. uh, to talk about Hi. her segment in the uh, horror anthology me. symphony
1: like s-i-n symphony of horror
0: how'd you get started how'd you get uh, how'd you get wrapped up into this crazy business
1: i honestly it was the weirdest thing um you guys know that i'm on clubhouse a bunch it's that fun app where everybody is like on a conference call but it's like not lame
0: yeah it's it, it really does sound like it could be the most boring social media network
1: but it's actually amazing oh, and, yeah. yeah uh the horror group in there is pretty fantastic and all of a sudden we were making a horror anthology and now we're making a horror anthology <laughs> that's really it's... how it went down and it's one of those things that you're like yeah we're gonna do this and then we're actually doing it so that's pretty amazing It just ended up to be like a real gang of movers and shakers who were just like ready to put their films where their mouths were. And now we're making this thing and it's pretty fantastic. Um, My segment's about a ghost and it's really cute and it's oddly adorable, but also still in the realm of horror. So I'm, I'm very, very excited to do it it's my first official directing project so that's very exciting and there's an article in Fangoria right now with my name on it yeah it
0: is the first official movie to come out of Clubhouse and I'm saying first because we we all know there are going to be more Hundred percent. Clubhouse has been—it's uh, been great to watch you network. I—I I have an Android phone, so I, I am just sitting on the sidelines, just waving pennants, cheering the team on, waiting for the day that I can get off the bench.
1: <laughs> I hear it's coming next month, so eh,
0: it's fine. But I am—I am super excited for you to to call action for the very first time on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm so
1: excited, and I over prepared. Like everything is ready to go. Everything. Oh, yeah. All of my shot lists and my scripts are printed out and like all my props are ready and everything You storyboarded
0: (laughs) this motherfucker like
1: (laughs) everything's just waiting by the door and so now i'm just like twiddling my thumbs waiting until we can actually shoot this thing and and so now i have this weird spiral of like okay i'm super prepared and like what if i've forgotten something yeah because i have nothing to do right now so just waiting you
0: know, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I have obviously read the script. <laughs> I know everything about it. And it's I. I am even even as just a horror fan, I'm very excited to watch it. So I'm very happy to be involved in some small way in helping get it made. He's assistant
1: I, directing. He's legit. Involved. I'm just. <laughs> I just gotta. I'm just a
0: guy with a clipboard. He's telling people where to go. Like I'm mostly just making sure that nobody. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who makes sure everybody turns off their phones and sanitizes their hands. Like that's that's <laughs> it's kinda, an important job. Yeah. No, no, totally. 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 But you know, whatever. It's great.
1: Yeah, and there's a there's a bunch of really great people involved. There's. 10 or 11 shorts I mean if, if you count the interstitial bits like there's a ton of stuff happening yeah uh, and they're all very different and I can't wait to see how they all come together it's gonna be really really fucking cool
0: yeah yeah I know a little bit about some of the other shorts uh, I don't know what's been announced in that Fangoria article so I would encourage you to go check that out if you want some more details before I start saying things I'm not supposed to say but it's really coming together some of the shorts are already shot some of them are, are shooting this weekend and a few others the rest of the week but it's coming together very fast
1: yeah like literally we, we started plotting this out like a month or two ago and this month people are shooting and then next month we're all in post and basically we're gonna have it compiling through the summer which is insane
0: yeah keep an eye out keep your ear to the ground for symphony obviously we're gonna tell you where you can find it like we're
1: not just gonna (laughs) this is the one
0: time we're talking about it after this it's on you Outside of that, Mortal Kombat's coming out this week. We haven't seen it yet, but we can't wait to watch Kano rip a dude's heart out. Man, I can't fucking, oh, it's going to be so great.
1: K-O. I
0: just want somebody to be like, finish him. And he's like, all right, Mike, And he just fucking, like, rips him in half. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm just
1: excited for, like, the highlight moments where everybody gets to, like, spotlight their special power.
0: Oh, yeah. like
1: <laughs> Everybody's going to be special for, like, one brief moment, and I'm very excited. You're
0: talking that. about, like, a montage where just, like, you see Scorpion, like, shaving with the with the
1: He's like up down left right left 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And I mean like the only other thing that I could really think of in the in 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 terms of what's happening in the horror community, yeah, the Oscars are coming at this weekend, but <laughs> forget those guys. <laughs> you know, the Chainsaw Awards happened last week as predicted, Lee Winell's Invisible Man took home a lot Sweet. of awards, but more importantly, Aunt Timpson took home a, an award for Come to Daddy, which if you're sick of hearing me talk about this movie, but you haven't seen it yet, please see this fucking movie. It's so, Well, if it's we're so, going to shout so out our,
1: our favorite awards from the Fangory Chainsaw Awards, Clancy yeah. Brown won for the right? Mortician in the Mortuary Collection, which was so pretty great. fantastic.
0: So great. So happy he got that. The makeup on him was incredible. He was, he was perfect as the mortician. God damn. So happy to see. And, you know, also just to see that exploding dick from the Mortuary Collection get nominated was nice
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean unfortunately, you know, lost to invisible man as everybody else did except for the makeup guy behind colorado space and possessor
1: yeah double win for him yeah
0: it was good real good but enough news let's get into the show let's talk about a stoner horror classic starring our f- everybody's favorite devin sawa Wee. yeah teenage teenage dream boy <laughs> 20 years running <laughs> Let's talk about idle hands. <laughs> Anton Tobias never had much on his mind. Don't you think you should have like a goal? My dream life would be to lie around all day in bed and watch TV while somehow Brad delivers me food. And he always had time on his hands.
1: Four bodies have been discovered, and the killer is still at large.
0: Until one of them <laughs>
1: to me?
0: got a mind of its own. I have no control over my hand. It makes me do things that I don't want it to do. Aren't you a little old for Ding Dong, bitch?
1: Sorry about your bush. I'm gonna call 911. What's the number?
0: I'm not the killer. Okay. I mean, if OJ could get off, then I'm sure... You up here? Now, His hand won't stop. I don't want to hurt you. Hey, don't! Ew. That's disgusting. His friends won't die. You're dead, undead, actually. There was this big, bright, white light at the end of a long tunnel. So what happened? We were like, forget that, man. It's too far. And the only way to stop it, no! idle hands are the devil's playpen. So keep my hands occupied, right? Is to keep it busy. Freeze!
1: Drop the knitting needles. That's probably not a good idea. Put him down. Cuff
0: me. Put those needles down, young
1: man. Cuff Cuff down. Tuff me. Tuff me. Baby. <gasps>
0: Columbia Pictures presents... The
1: police have no leads and the killer is still out there.
0: He's screaming like a girl. The comedy... Careful, it's on kind of loose. <laughs> That's really starting to get on my nerves. The dares to give scary movies... Look at me! I'm in the face! Hey, the backhand... What are you doing, man? That's my dad. Come on! CPR, man. I saw him be Baywatch. Did you lose something there, bud? Idle Hands, the touching story of a boy and his hand. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> for white guy. Idle Hands from
1: 1999, directed by Rodman Flender, currently sitting at a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Is this a 15%? Fifteen
0: percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, 31% Metacritic rating, and a 3.0 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Holy moly, Rotten Tomatoes Done did a Devin Sawa crime.
0: Right? I'm looking this up right now because I've never figured I've I've never looked this up when Rotten Tomatoes came into existence. Let us find out. Launched August twelfth, nineteen ninety-eight. Does that mean that these are live? Like, I mean, I don't know that we had a whole lot of critics submitting reviews to Rotten Tomatoes in 1999 when this movie came out. But if they did, they got it wrong.
1: Oh, my. Sorry, I had a yawn.
0: That's okay. You've been awake all night smoking weed, watching comedies. It's, you know... <laughs> I woke
1: up from a nap to record this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live such I live such a wild life.
0: <laughs> I do honestly think we missed an opportunity to get high before recording this episode. I don't
1: know, man. We're barely coherent when we're sober.
0: Yeah, with the power of editing. And
1: also, <laughs> it might affect my naps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, more naps? I'm sure you can't handle that.
1: I got too many emails. <laughs> so Idle Hands was one of those movies that was... Um,
0: Talked about in the playground.
1: Well, no, like, so I grew up, this is different for us because you're the oldest of your sibling group. I'm the youngest of my sibling group. So I grew up kind of along the periphery of a bunch of the Gen X movies that came out. Sure. And I would say that this is one of them because in 1999 I
0: was 10. Tenish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I knew about it, but, I like, I knew it was, like, a stoner thing. Like, I knew it was, like, subversive culture stuff.
0: Is an act of transgression to watch this movie as a 10-year-old. Yeah, and,
1: like, even, like, like, I remember the Blair Witch Project and all those kinds of movies that were just a little bit too old for me. What a
0: good year. <laughs> all the good movies in 1999.
1: <laughs> it's true, 1999 was a fucking good year. Right? So, like, I didn't actually watch this, I don't think, until I was in high school. Okay. And, uh... I was, oh,
0: you say you don't have the fondness for this? Yeah. That everybody well, and else, also too, that,
1: like I wasn't a stoner in high school. I never smoked weed in high school, so yeah. The whole like stoner culture, like I kind of missed it. I kind of flew over my head. That's I was just good. like, is weed funny? Just the appearance of it's weed, just, right? Yeah. Just, just a the lot appearance of, like, of weed is hilarious. This is a bong. This is a pipe. There's like that's a lot of weed humor. It's just like, ha, we made a pipe out of this, and you're just like, okay. So you're clearly resourceful. Like, why don't you go into like?
0: Why don't you become like an engineer?
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of us did. <laughs> I mean, this
0: is a movie that I watched like before pot smoking because I was eleven. I was not <laughs> smoking weed at eleven, despite. Most of my elementary school. Uh, My
1: elementary school did not smoke anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, your elementary school was not on the cool side of town, I'll tell you that.
1: It's true. We only went to his elementary school like once or twice to play volleyball tournaments, and then we were out the fuck of that place. Yeah, they
0: bulldozed that fucking place like the year after I left. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we peaked.
1: Porn went out for the homies. It's like an apple juice box. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean like the same
0: goes for like Cheech and Chong and that uh and 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 I guess Jane Zyla Bob Strike Back. I think that came out in 1999, probably came out in 2001. Who knows. Uh it's surely not the internet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I yeah, these these are all the movies that, like I was watching before I started smoking weed. I did smoke weed in high school. I I did. Oh, we know. Half that face. Yeah. <laughs> but I do you find this movie funny because I think it's hilarious and I oh, got not yeah, no, okay m- good the
1: movie is so funny, but oh, it's more there. that's good <laughs> It's less the stoner stuff that's funny and more the inobservant death stuff that's funny like the fact that his parents are dead and he's living in their house for like four days. Oh fuck, that's and there's hilarious. like blood and shit everywhere it's pretty it's pretty fantastic
0: it, it probably means that's why he's actually lighting four or five incense sticks at the beginning of the movie. It's not because he wants to hide the weed. it's because it smells gross in the house. And he's like, well, I mean, if I'm going to like this incense, I might as well smoke weed in the living room. I have
1: a lot of questions about this universe and whether smells actually exist in the idol. They can't. Universe. There's no
0: way Jessica Alba would ever be with a guy who's just, like, walking around with, like, the gnarliest drug paraphernalia around his neck all day, every day. <laughs>
1: and he's wearing, like, his friend's pants. I don't know if he ever changes his outfit. He's covered in blood the whole time. But also, he brings his dead friends to the dance. And they're and they dancing. they don't smell. And making out with girls. So yeah. it's just like... I just don't think there's no smells in this unit. There's no
0: sense of smell. There's no sense of taste. Because that girl's making out with him and that's gotta be
1: fucking disgusting. Yes, of course. Yes. So uh, this is like the Pleasant View. Pleasant View? Pleasantville of Weed versus. I buy it. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with the Cold Open because. I love the Cold Open. This is like an Urban Legends deleted scene.
0: It's so good.
1: Urban Legend? Urban Legends. Is it Urban Legends?
0: The movie? Yeah. I think it's an urban legend.
1: But it's multiple legends are featured within the film.
0: Yes, but it is a single movie.
1: Fuck. Okay, fine. I'll fucking look it up. You
0: want this? I'll look it up. Yeah, this is In energy. my head, I was
1: like, urban uh, line, final cut. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, that didn't help.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have really missed an opportunity to just call it urban legends, like alien and aliens.
1: Yeah. Maybe it was Legends from the beginning.
0: Urban Legend. Oh, it's sequel. Urban Legends. Final Cut. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> the sequel, they do pluralize it.
1: All right. We learned a thing today, everyone.
0: I'll be. The cold open's hilarious, though. I love it. I think, honestly, I just, like, I'm, uh, I'm under Fred Willard's spell. Like, anytime he shows up on screen, I'm just laughing. Like, and that's just silly to me. Like, I don't understand how a, 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 the appearance of a person can make me laugh, but he's great in it. He's in it for maybe he sparks 30 joy. seconds. That's it. That's, that's, that was, that had to be Fred Willard's goal. Cause God damn it. Does he, does, didn't he always? Oh, past tense.
1: And something about like the nuclear couple going to bed. Like it's such a fun, I don't know, just great movie feeling. It's like, also uh, a great spot for a urban off, legend. Yes, right? yes. Turning off the lamp and like tucking into the covers and like they each have their own magazine. Did you remember <laughs> to blow out the candles downstairs? I do love how committed this family is to decorating. Yeah, and not just Halloween.
0: No, yeah, because there's a, there's a moment later on when we're in the basement and there's Christmas decorations everywhere. Like well, they just talking are talking
1: about cornucopias before they go to bed, and he's like, "It's not even Halloween yet." <laughs> God damn it!
0: Either way, they turn the light off and like in neon glow painting. On the ceiling. I'm under the bed. Which is horrifying. Super sinister. I don't know why they didn't call the cops immediately. Didn't they hear a noise downstairs
1: also? Yeah, they heard something knock over or something broke or- You never get up and investigate the noise! Damn it, Fred Willard. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'll make you do that if that ever happened.
0: I wouldn't. Uh, I, okay, well, in, in the <laughs> scenario where we're going to bed and somebody has written a message on the ceiling. That's and true. then I hear a sound in the basement. I'm calling for the dog. I'm barricading the door. <laughs> I'm calling the police. We never see Fred Willard get killed, right?
1: No, and I don't think we totally see the mom get killed. We no, just see she her gets pulled like, under yeah, the bed. Yeah, she
0: gets pulled under that bed. Which Sorry. is pretty great. Huge fan. It's also fun when you just think about how they shot that scene because they had somebody pull her under the bed and then her and whoever pulled her under the bed both together rock the bed around a bunch like she's being murdered until splat blood.
1: That whole room, though, looks like a full out set. So who knows if there wasn't like a platform underneath that they just like slid down into. Maybe. And there were like some hydraulics or some shit. I'm assuming this film had a huge budget, but I doubt it.
0: Did you want to have an attic bedroom? By the way, I was just thinking because like she's running around the house, she's trying to warn her son.
1: It's she... a weird attic though. It's got the pull down thing. Like that does not make a legit room. I don't... He
0: seemed to get out of it okay.
1: Aren't those attics usually cold as fuck? And his bed was just a mattress on the floor. How did the cat get up there?
0: See, yeah, no, no. That's 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 an. It's, I'm glad you said that. That's an important little detail because that shows that he was down there already murdering his parents.
1: Uh he brought the cat up with him.
0: How is it that he got possessed? Do we ever nail that down?
1: So he just appears, like his hand is totally like a part of the ruse until he discovers the body. <laughs> yeah, like
0: his and hand then, is really quiet about it. And then
1: all of a sudden the hand is possessed.
0: What if the hand only gets possessed when he's smoking weed? Like when he's passed out from smoking weed. Yeah,
1: but he doesn't have weed for like the first half of the movie. Which
0: is why the hand doesn't show up for the first half of the movie.
1: But it does, it murders his parents. And it murders the people at that jungle burger shop, because we've determined he's the killer, right? Like, in, not just the killer at his house.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just like the night before he had weed. He calls them in the morning to say that he didn't have any weed. He needed to buy weed. He's out of weed. So the night before, he's all high and walking around. Cause what what are you gonna do in your? I don't high? know what you're arguing. Here. Onion rings, right? He goes to get onion rings because he's stoned. He kills the people in the drive-through. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm just trying. I'm grasping at straws here. <laughs>
1: Cause his hand is pretty murderous, even when he's got the nutmeg.
0: You know, I hate to sound like an idiot, cause I'm an adult man.
1: <laughs> okay, can you actually get high from smoking nutmeg? I I've think it's to- consuming nutmeg. Like I feel, oh,
0: like lots of yeah, it. yeah.
1: Like I think it's something like three tablespoons. Like, Jesus. and if you eat it, you can get high. But like, because they've done like the nutmeg challenge on the internet. Sure, but it's disgusting and it it coats your throat and it's really dry so like you just you may it's mainly just watching people like cough nutmeg at the at the camera yeah i feel like there is an actual challenge to it like if you can get high like you must suffer first
0: (laughs) oh boy it's like the ayahuasca thing where it's just like yeah it's gonna be a fun trip but you're gonna throw up you're gonna have diarrhea but then it's beautiful afterward
1: yeah i don't know if you can smoke it well i guess you can smoke anything if you set your heart to it
0: yeah it's one of those things where i'm like is it do you you get high or is it just like hella deadly but not poisonous enough to kill you and then you you, like you're quote unquote high but it's mostly because you're close to death
1: yeah i don't know man okay i don't know i'm the wrong person to ask
0: that's fine i'm
1: square sally over here it's (laughs) a
0: it's a question that i've that i've had and heard multiple answers for since I was 11 years old and watched Idle Hands for the first time, I think this is the first time that I remember hearing about it. it, was no,
1: like, it nutmeg.
0: It was that this or Cheats my mom and bakes with that? Chip. Yeah, right. A, I got so much of that stuff in the house. I'm gonna be rich.
1: You go to school next year. You like, you know, you guys can get high on nutmeg. I got gingerbread cookies. I got the hookup. Yeah. <laughs> I asked my mom to make me gingerbread cookies. She was like, "Why? It's not Christmas season." You were like, "Cause I just want them
0: extra nutmeg, Mom." There's a. There- <laughs>
1: Hold the ginger.
0: There's a fraction of a teaspoon of nutmeg in every single one of these suckers. $4.
1: That's $4. how you start a fucking schoolhouse enterprise. Did you ever have a school-based business? Did you ever, like, sold... sell chocolate bars at a markup? I did I did. Pop not... rocks for 50 cents more than you can get them at the corner store?
0: I mean, what, uh, I sold weed for a little bit in high school. That was about it.
1: John! Allegedly! <laughs> allegedly.
0: Uh... Allegedly. uh...
1: So his hand is idle.
0: (laughs) And that's the problem, right? He should have found a hobby.
1: It's pretty great, though, because we established that this kid is like a lazy stoner and he doesn't do anything. But because movies of this format need a big party finale, they've placed him as still being in high school. So, like, we're really going hard on this directionless kid. Who, how How long has he been idle? You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't even graduated high school yet. Now, he doesn't go to high school. He does not attend high school.
0: He, At the very least, he hasn't for a few days because his parents haven't been there to tell him to go.
1: Yeah, but he, like, hasn't flunked out or anything. He doesn't attend school once. The only time he's at school is, is for the dance. Yeah, sounds about right. In a movie nowadays, they'd have to be, like, 26.
0: It, it would probably also still end in the high school. We'd have some excuse. <laughs>
1: Oh, my crazy evil hand is trying to relive my youth. I got to go to the high school dance. <laughs> I never went to prom. <laughs> oh,
0: that's it. Yeah, and the hand wants to go. It's got a
1: little bow tie on.
0: <laughs> While we're talking hand stuff, does the name Christopher Hart ring a bell to you at all?
1: It does not.
0: Okay. He is the actor who played Thing <gasps> in the Adams Family movies. He also did the hand in Idle Hands. He's the hand? He's the hand. He's oh. the hand.
1: That's amazing. Isn't that I great? do have to say that while the hand is still connected to Devin Sawa Devon Sawa does a really great he does some great handwork. Oh
0: yeah so good like his whole body is into it too like especially those scenes where he's like fighting to get like down the stairs and stuff. One
1: of my favorite sequences is when so I'm not sure if this is he's discovered his parents are dead but he's sitting down to watch TV because that there's a lot of like sitting down to watch TV because we're very inactive characters. 1999 baby. And him and the hand are fighting over the remote because the hand wants to watch like evil hand horrors. Yeah <laughs> and, and there's he wants more Multiple evil hand horrors on TV, <laughs> and he wants to watch like Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> and so they're they're fighting over the remote, and the, and the physical acting of passing the remote back and forth from one side of your body to the other is pretty wonderful. He
0: does such a great job, and
1: like the hand with its sinister like folding and stuff, the pinky is always like.
0: Well, I got to assume Christ- uh, Christopher Hart taught him how oh, to do it. He had to give
1: have. him some hand tips. Yeah. It, it's pretty fabulous. He does such a good job. I show. have no idea why the hand is fucking possessed. <laughs> no, I don't know
0: how it happens. Like even Vivian A. Fox is is roaming the countryside looking for this. I thought she was looking for a book. I swear. I thought she was looking for a book. It turns out she's got the book, but she's looking for people that are being possessed by some demon and the demon marks them. And then they take some soul with them at midnight.
1: I... Uh, like, whatever.
0: That's fine. The okay. potential
1: neighbor girlfriend.
0: Yeah, not any of the other countless people that he's murdered. (laughs) Like all of those people, straight to heaven. Actually, you know that they do go straight to heaven because he kills his two best friends in such great fashion. He smashes a bottle and jams it into Seth Green's head, Um, which is
1: great because throughout the movie you can hear sloshy sounds. Yes, because there's still beer in the bottle. Love it,
0: and uh, and things
1: a horror fan wants. His his
0: other buddy, who I think his name is Noob. It's P N U B. Maybe it's Nub. Okay. I don't remember hearing it come up once in the movie whatsoever, <laughs> but I wrote it down cuz that's what IMDb and Letterboxd uh, told me. Uh, he thro- he he cuts his head off with a buzzsaw, which is so rad. And I got to tell you, I cannot I cannot express how many nights I stayed up laughing like a fucking idiot at either watching this movie with friends or regurgitating lines from this movie with friends simply about the idea of them going to heaven and there's like, oh, there's these beautiful women. They're telling, come on, come on in. But it looked kind of far, so we said, fuck it. Like, (laughs) I love... I love that the universe of this movie, people can just shrug going to heaven.
1: It is great too because at first you think that this hand curse, it's like, oh no, anybody the hand kills or forced to be undead, but like his parents aren't undead. None no. of the
0: They get hidden in the Halloween decorations. It's pretty
1: great. And like none of the fast food workers are undead. It's just his two friends. And it's just because they were too fucking lazy to go to heaven. It's so good. So they're just stuck on haunting Earth oh, in their actual it. corpses. Because yeah. when the cops call on him, who also get fucking killed they see them
0: <laughs> oh man the cops are great too i mean one of the well, I, I didn't get the guy's name but like one of them's played by sean whalen who like i think everybody's gonna remember from uh from people under the stairs he's the kid that's got no tongue he's like he's a character actor that shows up in so many horror movies he's so uh, i just like seeing him
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just like him as all also he got
0: to get killed with Dracula playing in the background that's fucking rad
1: There's a lot of TV in this in this movie. And maybe maybe that's maybe my only one criticism is that the premise is so zany and the the setup is so fun and we have like undead people. We have this possessed hand, but we stay in the parents living room for a lot of the film.
0: I mean, there is also a moment where where Devin Sabwa is just like. Man, all I ever do is get fucking high and watch TV, man. Like first off, he, that's all he—that's all he ever wants to do. That's what he says. And then there's a big like after-school speech moment where he's like, "I gotta do something, man. I can't just sit around getting high." And I—I I do really appreciate that his buddy Seth Rogen completely cuts him off. He's like, "We don't need no fucking Kevin Costner Seth speech." What did I
1: say? Rogen. Whatever. <laughs>
0: Honest mistake, I'm sure. Wrong the,
1: stoner movie, the, John. Right? I mean, like,
0: it was like a half a step away. The Seths will forgive me, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. But it, it's weird. It's It's almost like this movie. Uh, like in in regards to what you're saying, I think it's it's playing off the idea of like this is all stoners do is they just get high and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love
1: the fucking knitting needle sequence. Like he's got to keep he, those hands busy, and he's pretty committed to the knitting. And the hand seems to be like cool and into yeah, it. Like yeah, the evil yeah. hand is fine with the knitting. He should have just gotten his, that that hand
0: a coloring book or something,
1: mm. right? Man,
0: that hand would have gone nuts over all those adult coloring books we have now.
1: <laughs> I gotta admit, though, I'm really kind of sad when he chops it off. I understand why. He's just like, no, I'll just get rid of my possession. And so he, he chops the hand off. But then, like, the hand is free to be evil.
0: Yeah, it's great. He gets, he gets to put it in a microwave. I love that scene. How else are we supposed to get? Like it's a, it's all about raising this. St- oh man, you don't, you don't like the hand getting cut off.
1: I just want, I just want it to be on Devin Sawala forever.
0: I mean, he still does a perfectly fine job throughout the rest of the movie without an evil hand. It's yeah, good. it is weird to watch him run around with a garbage bag on his hand though.
1: How does he not know that he's the murderer? Like, how does the hand murder people without him knowing?
0: Again, I think he was just stoned and doesn't remember, mm. or he's passed out.
1: It's just so weird how something so important is so, like, grazed over in the movie. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you're the murderer. Especially- we discover he's the murderer when he discovers he's yeah, the murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is four days after he's been living in a house filled with blood and goo, and the cat has been licking it off the floor.
0: Yeah, yeah. He doesn't remember killing his own parents or writing his own name in blood on the floor. <laughs> I
1: think that might have been his mom as he was, like, murdering her. No. And she was, like, trying to reveal who the murderer was.
0: That can't... okay.
1: <laughs> that's what I believe. In my heart of hearts.
0: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I buy it. Before we get into like the high school stuff.
1: Well, we have to talk about Jessica Alba. That's what I'm
0: getting at. Before we get into the high school stuff, we gotta talk about all of Jessica Alba's terrible dialogue.
1: Oh, her ca- well, her character's interesting because she she's like girl next door actually yes who writes lyrics and poetry (laughs) and and anton's going to return her books and And like a crazy
0: person he's memorized her poetry oh god don't do that
1: no don't do that
0: oh boy that is not gonna get you any points oh boy
1: but she's like really into it and she's really into him and they, they're making out and the hand is like definitely trying to murder her and like choke her and she's like, ooh, kinky and you're just like,
0: hmm. <laughs> yeah. It looks really uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it's smart of him to tie it up, like tie it like right to the bedpost and yeah, stuff. Funny. Yeah, funny. And yeah.
1: then the hand's like trying to grab at her. It's, it's pretty great. It's good stuff,
0: yeah. This is 100% your joke. I'm kind of stealing it, I guess, by giving you... But I'm giving you credit for it. This counts, right? That's fine. Yeah, her lyric book is. It looks like a ransom
1: note. Oh my god, she cuts things out of like magazines and stuff. Like, yeah, this isn't scrapbooking, honey. So
0: I will say that is a thing that like David Bowie did, or uh, David Bowie? I think David Bowie talked about doing it. Yeah, but David
1: Bowie was an enigma.
0: Yeah, well, I, I also know that Bob Dylan did it. William S. Burroughs, like, almost practically wrote entire novels doing it. Like, it was just a thing people were doing when they took too many drugs and couldn't write songs anymore. So, I can see how, like, a, a high school girl... I could
1: it's so see much it. extra work finding words.
0: <laughs> right? That's the hardest part. And then part. if you
1: can't find the words, all the letters...
0: Dang. It, it, is, it takes so much more time to cut out the words and letters from the magazine to piece it together. Mm-hmm. Man, just write that just down. Just write
1: the damn word out.
0: God damn. You know, like, if you're playing punk, you barely even need the words. Especially
1: <laughs> for a book you don't want people to see.
0: I think, like like any musician, though, she's like, I don't want anybody to read this because it's going to be a little embarrassing, but I am going to keep it for posterity's sake so I can sell it when I'm 30 and the world-famous musician and everybody's going to want to see how brilliant my genius was even at 16. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think we're really tearing it apart, though, because that's, like, the only characterization her character has. Yeah. Is that she plays bass and has a lyric book.
0: Yeah. It never gets used for anything, though. Like, <laughs> no. it's, it's just for that one scene.
1: And she, well, she she's actually in the movie so little. She shows up because they have a planned date to go to the Halloween party, and because the hand is loose and going crazy, he basically just, like, sends her off, like, okay, I'll meet you there. And so she has to hang with this, like, fox devil girl who's... We saw at the memorial who's kind of a dick. Yes.
0: (laughs) She feels really bad for being mean to the kids who got killed in the (laughs) drive-thru. And his neighbor too, just like in terms of like other small characters. He's working on a big old fucking my Ford. I work on my Ford. That's how I keep my hands busy because idle hands are the devil's playground. Only listens to Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue. One song. Just one song on repeat. Every time he turns his truck on.
1: Shout at the devil! Every time. It was pretty good, John.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've heard that song a lot.
1: In this movie. <laughs> yeah, especially
0: in this movie. It must cost a lot. They're like, well, fuck it. We're just going to use it eight times.
1: There are quite... Like, this was the end, I think, of the era of soundtracks with Man, your I movies miss because like this has got fucking Dracula, it's got Shout of the Devil, there's fucking Offspring plays.
0: Yeah, Offspring plays at the school. Yeah. Man. They also get like the coolest death.
1: I wanted to talk about that because so some of the special effects in the movie, super ambitious, like the bottle and everything, they all look fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's early CGI, so some of the the disembodied head stuff is a little... Uh, we, but did, they attempted we did it. also
0: watch a DVD copy. Maybe they cleaned it up in they the 4K transfer. It. We don't know.
1: <laughs> it was also full screen. Yeah. But the fucking... Scalp removal of the, I can't, I don't know. The Dexter, lead. baby. You know his name? I know his name. Okay, well, the lead singer of <laughs> Offspring. The, the scalp removal is fantastic. So good. Like, would hold up if they did the exact same thing and shot it the exact same way in 2020. It yes. looks fan fucking-tastic. Love it. His, like, this Like, skin, how he pulls at, like, oh, his
0: eyebrows. The
1: skin around his eyes even pull. Yeah. And it's, like, so good. And before him, it doesn't look like an appliance. Like, his scalp doesn't look super tall. He doesn't no. have a huge forehead or a Yeah, it's or, like, like a a crazy, that dawn of the dead forehead. <laughs> or, like, a crazy hairline. Like, you don't notice that something's gonna happen. Like, they had to have superimposed somehow, but there is no seam. It looks fantastic. And, like, the skin stretches. It's so rewarding. Oh, it's
0: so great. I love... Oh. Oh, man, I love it. And I would
1: recommend this movie alone for that one scalping.
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to use that gif because I know it exists. I've used it before when we promote this podcast. So if you haven't seen this don't movie, Don't get it's too been a gory, while,
1: though, because I don't want Twitter to fucking shadow ban us again.
0: Come for me, bro. I got all the gory gifs. Do
1: it on your own account. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: obviously, of course. That's what's going to happen. We <laughs> <laughs> can't afford to lock out Nightmare on Film Street.
1: Oh, man. They shadow banned us once for fucking Gerald's game. Yeah. And it was the promo picture. Promo photo from Netflix. She's like handcuffed to a bed. And she looks
0: not happy about it. (sighs)
1: Stephen King did this. (laughs) It's not my fault. Yeah.
0: Damn. If we were a band.
1: (laughs) Or fuck it. Just as
0: podcasters. If somebody wanted us to appear in an indie movie. Be like okay but I want it in the contract. We die on camera. Oh
1: boy. Like if they ever did like a horror con thing. And they were like hey Nightmare on Film Street. Do you want a panel at this like fake horror con movie we're making. We'd be like yes but. We must die.
0: Oh, absolutely. We must die. Yeah, we have to. Please.
1: Pay us nothing. Murder us, please. I
0: call it the David Cronenberg deal where he agreed to be in Jason X only if he could die. (laughs) Which, oh man, what a great ask. Like, that is the absolute best thing to ask. I bet Offspring probably did the same. Like, oh yeah, we'll be in this movie, but one of us has to die. Mm -hmm. Maybe Dexter. Do it to Dexter.
1: Stop saying his name. We know you know it.
0: It kind of sounds like a nerdy name, and they kind of look like nerds, <laughs> 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 but they make great music. What's your
1: favorite Offspring song? Uh,
0: to be perfectly honest, I really like the song "Americana" from the album "Americana."
1: Sing it. I don't know it.
0: Uh, well, I mean, it starts off with like a drum beat. It's like really dope, and it's like the guitar's like wow, wow, wow,
1: Oh, that's a good song.
0: Yeah. Oh, you remembered it. Perfect. Yeah. But then it like completely goes left field and uh, and gets pretty rad. So, oh, you know what? Kids Aren't Alright. 100%. That's the best song right there. The Kids Aren't Alright.
1: Uh, I'm sure I like that song also. Also from America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I like a lot of their like older stuff, like their big singles. But the one that really stands out to me is the one that they came out with like while we were in high school. About like walking his dog, yeah.
0: Where he's talking, like he sees that his dog is trying to, like, is is, like really interested in all the other female dogs in the neighborhood.
1: (laughs) His dog's a player. I know you wanna
0: hit that. I I know you wanna wanna hit that. Hit that. 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 Yeah, that's a great. Oh man, original
1: gangster.
0: Damn, is this just gonna be an Offspring podcast from now on? (laughs) Fuck, I miss Offspring. I miss concerts. That's what I miss.
1: You just miss leaving the house. Yeah,
0: I miss leaving the house. Especially to go to high school to fight my demon-possessed hand at the
1: Halloween dance!
0: Completely forgot to mention the fact that he sharpens his goddamn fingers in the oh, pencil
1: sharpener. So smart. So good. That is fucking genius.
0: There are a lot of brilliant little ideas in this movie, and every single one of them is gold. Like, I, you know, this movie is a time capsule of 1999, but it does kind of hold up. It's got a lot of dumb jokes between the friends and stuff, but I mean, outside of that... This movie is still pretty rad.
1: So you want to know something that I uh, I learned uh-huh. in the process of you removing the dog from the studio because she was <laughs> like, hey guys, I want to be part of this podcast now. Yes. Yeah. The final showdown in the auto shop where like the hand has tied her to the car and she's on this like hydraulic lift or whatever. And we gotta
0: smoke weed like spinach.
1: Was a complete reshoot. No shit. That was done after the, the initial screenings because the audiences wow. didn't like the original or it didn't test well or whatever. What was that original ending? It was this big huge pool sequence. Okay, yeah, and apparently it's on one of the DVDs. Oh shit. and we have one of the oh, DVDs, shit. So we should check and see if we have that ending because apparently like it's fully mastered and rendered and everything. Wow. And they they had already screened it at places. They took two months to like reshoot and re-edit the ending Damn. and they did this like sacrificial auto shop. Stuff because they wanted to like I guess it was not horror or it wasn't comedy and they needed to bring bring both back for the finale
0: Wow Yeah That's really surprising Isn't that crazy in a pool I mean that's cool
1: It does it does kind of feel like we're going through the high school motions which I kind of like like we go to the art room and But he only the hand picks up a fucking puppet because he picks up of course puppet. he needs. To express himself, like, the hand is the whole entity, so he becomes this, like, evil puppet, and it's pretty wonderful. I wonder
0: if it was also just a matter of not having enough money to animate the hand. Oh, because it was also in reshoots, too, now that I think about it. Oh,
1: true. Because he's
0: only the puppet when they're in the auto shop. Hmm. I would love to find out if he's the puppet when he's in the pool, though. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that would be really good. I know.
1: We need to go fucking find that ending.
0: We're going to find it for sure. I
1: love a pool finale.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Halloween.
1: If it goes from Halloween party to pool, like if it's like pool after party, like, oh, yes. Yes, please.
0: What's your top three pool party uh, massacre moments? What you got?
1: Oh, I was gonna be like Grace too. <laughs> 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 I didn't. I didn't. My brain didn't hear that massacre part. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's what's your uh, what's your top three high Grace school two! Lukey Luau
1: moments? Uh, the Lukey Luau, definitely. Um, the Lukey Luau, and then uh... the faculty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lukey Luau, Lukey Luau, faculty. Oh, honorable, that mention- does have a good pool sequence. Yeah, honorable mentions. Uh, blood rage, blood, blood, rage. I completely <laughs> forgot about that pool. There's Jennifer's body. That's a nice, pool. That's a good pool. pool sequence. Love it. That follows pool. it. Well, of course, it follows as a given. Nightmare on Elm Street two. We're just writing a future list for the website right here, right now. Oh my god. Shivers by David Cronenberg. Can we call
1: it the Lukey Luau? No,
0: no, we can't. Oh. <laughs> we absolutely cannot. <laughs>
1: I feel like there's a crossover between horror fans and Grease 2 fans. Mainly because I'm a fan of both.
0: <laughs> that must be it. It, 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 it exists in your mind.
1: So are there any moments of idle hands that we did not mention? Like little scenes or little gags that you really like?
0: Oh, I mean, there's tons of them. And and again, like just thinking This whole about...
1: movie is gags. Th- yeah. It's gags stitched together and they're like, it's a movie now. It's done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much Pretty much all of them are great. Like there's there's a few weird scenes. Like why does Vivian Fox go to a bowling alley to look for the hand? I mean,
1: it's pretty smart.
0: <laughs> oh, because everybody's got weird hands. Yeah, that's a good point. Everybody's got to use their hands to get in the bowling balls and stuff. Although
1: bowlers are not, they don't have idle hands.
0: That's true. She needed to go to more living rooms with TVs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Although, does she know that it's the idle hand thing? Like, I think, like, we get that from one guy, but we don't necessarily get that from her. She's got a druid watch, so, like... Maybe she's got all the information. She's got a druid the watch. The lore she's got... and the curse and like the 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 things that have to happen at midnight are so like fly by night. The plot is not the most important part of this movie. Not at
0: all. Oh man. So like thinking about the puppet being like a solution for not having the budget to animate the hand more. I also love that in the in in the fucking auto shop. All right. So how do we make this a satanic thing? Like I don't know. Maybe we draw a pentagram on the ceiling where he squishes her. Like oh, perfect. Yeah, we've got the scene made. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's the same with his buddy who's got his head cut off because at some point they're like you know what let's just let's just stick a fork in you so he can drop your head on top and then you've got a gross little neck wound when he eats that burrito and oh, the burrito God. comes out it is the most disgusting thing Ew. I have ever seen in my entire life it is life. so gross it's so gross that they put duct tape around it so we never had to look at it again which also makes it real easy in the morning when you don't have to sit down and get your big old neck wound put on in the in the prosthetic chair that's
1: very true.
0: So I like all those gags.
1: Yeah. I do really like when the friends are unbearing themselves from the grave. Oh, it's yeah. just there's something really classic about like the hands coming out of the dirt and Fuck then yeah. when Seth Green sits up and he's got the bottle in his head, and then the other friend sits up, and he's got no head, and you're yes. just like, "Yeah, that's great." <laughs> yeah, or or
0: even just the, when they're running to the prom. I keep saying prom when they're running to
1: the Halloween prom. When
0: they're running to the Halloween prom, there's a there's a handwritten note on the fence like, "She's mine now." Like the hand knows that he's gonna find this spot and just like letting. Them Alternatively,
1: know. we totally could have paired this with um, my boyfriend's back because oh, I feel sure. like it's got such a fun vibe of like. The the same undead school stuff, but also like the scene where he's finally getting with the girl and like his body parts are falling off. It's got that same vibe. It was like my hand wants to choke and murder you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this movie is just a blast all around. I think it's a I think it's a hell of a lot of fun.
1: And it's so great, too, because it's such a good stoner movie because the plot doesn't make any sense and there's barely any plot. But like, if you're stoned watching this, you're here for the the gags. You're here for the crazy humor, and it's that from start to finish. Yeah, and the the,
0: the friends, like the three of them together, are like they really play off each other. They're really funny, and like they, they find fun, dumb stuff for them to do. It's it pretty looks great. like
1: they're having fun. Yeah,
0: they look like they're having a great time.
1: Throwing cheesies in the in the headless in the headless the bodyless head.
0: Yeah, man, we gotta. You gotta watch that deleted scene.
1: I'm. We're doing it as soon as we finish this.
0: Absolutely, all of us. So, uh, with <laughs> with all that in mind, Kim, what's your rating of Idle Hands?
1: Uh, I'm gonna give Idle Hands a three out of four.
0: I'm. I'm also giving Idle Hands a three out of four. This movie is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, totally rewatchable, and not just because it's got tons of Halloween stuff, and it's great for Halloween season. But if you're looking for something that gives you Evil Dead vibes, but is like totally '90s, yeah, which is a th- I guess a thing you could want. This is the movie. This is it. This is what you watch.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to find out if, because if, I know a lot of people like this movie, but I have a feeling like we all grew up with it, even if we were too young for it, like we knew about it. Because mm-hmm. this movie was, like I was talking about at the beginning, this movie was the talk of a playground for a long time. Everybody had an older brother or sister who rented it that let them watch it. And yeah, I wonder if it holds up as well for people that didn't uh, that didn't grow up with Post
1: 2000s babies are probably like what the fuck is this This is shit? garbage. It's so weird. God
0: damn it. <laughs> it's like people will just watch fucking anything with this Devin Sawa kid and Jessica Alba, huh?
1: Yeah, I feel like the 90s are a serious time capsule that like you really had to be there. <laughs> yeah,
0: cuz there's literally no mention of the internet in this movie and it totally exists.
1: That's so true. It's
0: actually kind of made by somebody who grew up obsessed with MTV. But MTV had kind of already died by 1999. It's just no one admitted it yet.
1: I feel those vibes. Yeah. I catch your drift. All right. But speaking of time capsules, we are about to dive into a whole other time capsule just a couple years later. We are talking about David Arquette's The Tripper. Every year, thousands of hippies to the Redwood Forest, to the American Free Love Music Festival. Where America's
0: best and brightest come to celebrate. Freedom? Uh, yes, beer! Anyone know where I could get some beer? This is America! Do whatever we
1: please. But this year, they will experience the ultimate buzzkill. I told you yippies to stay out of the forest.
0: <laughs> it's a bad scene, man. Looks like the critters
1: got to it. Mighty big critters.
0: Did you see anybody strange around?
1: Yeah, there's weirdos all over the place.
0: Party is over! Yeah. The show is not over! I got two dead bodies out there and a killer on the loose.
1: Really? Yeah. Ronnie? We can't just sit here. I'm not going out there with Chuck Manson on the loose.
0: Somebody.
1: This April.
0: What is this place? Mass grave. No, no. Forget the trees. Look at him.
1: Forget the planet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hold, hold your fire. These are God's creatures. <laughs> Go ahead, fire. Save yourself. Nice
1: puppy. Nice puppies. Night, puppies. Night. Thomas Jane, Lucas Haas, Alta Zargetti, Jamie King, Jason Mewes, and Paul Rubens.
0: Love violence.
1: <laughs> From the warped
0: mind of David Arquette. <laughs> hippies on 420 prepare for
1: a killer trip the tripper
0: it's morning
1: in america
0: but i'm a republican if you don't leave you will die
1: The Tripper from 2006, directed by David Arquette, written by and produced by. <laughs> he didn't uh, have
0: like a co writer on this? Well. This just a straight David Arquette well, he, joint? He
1: did, he did co write it with somebody. Okay. Five out of 10 on IMDb, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not applicable Metacritic rating. And a 2.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd.
0: Also, I did check. Roger Ebert did not review this movie.
1: Kel Suprese. (laughs) Yeah, he
0: just skipped right over it. Yeah, we cannot undersell the fact that this is David Arquette's directorial debut. And also the only directing credit that he currently holds.
1: Gotta admit. Um... uh, Am I? Hmm. I... Pleasantly surprised? Question mark?
0: Yeah, the uh, the opening of this movie, fucking A plus.
1: Whoa, I was gonna say the opposite. You
0: don't like you don't like the cold open of this movie? Now the setup is a little weird, sure, but. <laughs> So, you know, we've got a bunch of hippies that are, you know, sort of chaining themselves to a tree because they don't want them to cut them down. These trees are older than, you know, Jesus or something they <laughs> said. And, and uh, you know, one to skip a few, a little kid ends up taking a chainsaw to one of those fuckers and it looks awesome. Okay,
1: yeah, that was pretty great. But I was just talking about the directing in the beginning. Oh, oh, <laughs> There's sure. some... some- pretty fluid camera movements through the forest that don't really make a lot of sense there's nope. a lot of like smash cuts of stuff i don't really know how it relates to anything oh the
0: trans the it- transitions despite the fact that this movie came out in 2006 are straight out of 1996
1: yes so there's there's a lot of like panning up the forest to, to get out of a scene and then immediately starting another scene by panning down the forest so it's just like we're going up and down this forest over and over and over again. There's a lot of Reagan quotes superimposed. So at the beginning, you're like, am I watching a documentary? Is this the correct thing? I put in the DVD. It's his
0: first movie. He's like, fuck it. I might not get another chance. I'm going to throw everything at it. I got my Rashomon shots where I'm looking straight up at the sun in the forest. Oh, it's so great. Also, that's all I got. <laughs> I don't know what else was in his playbook. But
1: mind you, we're putting a pin in this roast of David Arquette directing style because there is some fantastic fucking shit in this movie. Oh, no,
0: there really is. Yeah, 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 totally.
1: Like, shut my mouth. It's so good. But at the beginning, I don't know, it's like he learned... Doing this film and they filmed it
0: chronologically, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because once we get to the end, it's rad.
1: Yeah, we, I think we applauded when it ended. Oh, yeah, you know, for a stoner movie, we had no idea it even existed. Shout out to Will and Shane for lending us this movie and for uh, completing our stoner double feature because we only had idle hands and we were like, What's another stoner horror movie? And
0: one that we haven't covered on the podcast is the other thing, too, right? And
1: the tripper definitely fits the bill. There are like three different drugs in the first five minutes of that, of the Teens in a van.
0: Surprisingly very little weed, though. It's mostly like an ecstasy and acid movie.
1: Yeah, there, there's a lot of hippie, but they do run through like a pot field a bunch.
0: Oh, yeah, there is a, there is that scene of Jason Mewes like slow-mo, just like drugged <laughs> out of his head, so happy that they found like the, the farmer's hidden pot field. I completely forgot about that.
1: I did not recognize Jason Mewes. Without
0: a fat, silent guy beside him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say with dark hair, but yeah, for like the first few minutes, I was like, who the fuck is this?
0: You, You had everybody else in the van. You're like, holy shit. That's Jamie King. Holy shit. That's that other- I was just like rhyming off. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: My Bloody Valentine remake. Uh The White Silent chicks. Night remake. <laughs> yeah. White Chicks. And the mom from the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy.
0: Yeah, she's in it too. Yeah, there's tons of people in this movie.
1: It was surprising. Paul
0: Rubens is in this movie.
1: Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane is in this movie. A lot.
0: Yeah, he's- Yeah, that's the thing too, is I expected a bunch of these people to just show up and go away and never come back. But yeah, Thomas Jane's all over this. and <laughs> He kind of looks like he's loving it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really weird vibe. You know, I wouldn't have watched this movie, I could say, if I wasn't doing like a, a stoner theme, but I'm really glad I did because it was definitely a time capsule.
0: Yeah. Also unofficial Thomas Jane month here on the podcast. We had it on uh, Dreamcatcher. We got him here on The Tripper <laughs> completely by accident.
1: He's in a lot of Stephen King stuff. So like it, he's, I feel like he comes up a lot on this podcast.
0: Well, because The Mist is good. The Mist is really, really good.
1: <laughs> the Mist is decent. Okay. The ending is good.
0: Yeah, the ending's good. (laughs) Time capsule, though. Yeah, this movie. Ooh. You know, the thing that we should probably address is... So it's called The Tripper. I assume it had something to do with a person taking drugs. Yeah, yeah 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 but it's the it's definitely that style of slasher where we are naming the killer the tripper right
1: oh absolutely why the fuck is he called
0: the tripper also i have no idea i would like to point out no one says that in the movie once and his credit is ronald reagan because this guy named gus is walking around killing people in a full-out ronald reagan outfit
1: you know, I don't mind it. I think it's good. I don't know if it means anything. No, it's definitely it doesn't. like a <laughs> it like mean a anything. Republicans versus hippies kind of movie. Kind of. But I don't know if there's if it's saying anything in regards to it. Like I think it's just ironic that Ronald Reagan is killing a bunch of stoners. Well,
0: that yeah, that right there is great.
1: Also, he's wearing a suit. Oh yeah.
0: He's he's <laughs> wearing a straight up Ronald Reagan suit. We also established that he's wearing a mask but it is very clearly it's just, an actor. Yeah,
1: they definitely <laughs> hired a Ronald Reagan impersonator. Yeah,
0: they're like, here, here's an axe, just run into the woods, hit just your don't move mark. Your,
1: just don't move your head from left to right a lot. Yeah, we
0: can't, we can't see the back because there's supposed to be a seam there. <laughs> They're, they're really trying to do a lot of Ronald Reagan stuff in this because we... I'm just skipping right to the end when we like discover the killer's lair. We've, there's no surprise who the killer is. Yeah. Like before We show the killer at the beginning of the movie, and then there's some mystery about it, but then we go to where we... like It's got to be this guy, and maybe there's going to be a misdirect. No, it's just this guy.
1: Well, and they killed all of the love interests who could have possibly been the tripper, the killer. So all that's left is somebody else. But I still don't know who the killer is. Like I know it's the kid from the beginning with the chainsaw who somehow got obsessed with Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and I guess avenging his that, very Irish dad. There you
0: go. See, that's the thing. Like the the motivation makes n- absolutely no. sense. No, I sense. have
1: no idea why.
0: Because clearly he's just a, a troubled child in the beginning of the movie. He goes away to a, a mental institution, I would assume. He goes away to some sort of like mental health facility but ronald reagan gets into power and then they just let everybody out they cut all the funding they kicked everybody out that's a true story that's where cropsy comes from because it was a it was a person in new jersey who was in a mental health facility who just started living in the woods and scared people that maybe killed them i don't know it's an urban legend you bah. can say whatever you want <laughs> but yeah because of reagan like a whole bunch of people who needed like professional care were just like homeless now With no one to care for them. And so this guy is one of those people. But he hates hippies
1: because one punched his dad once.
0: But yeah, hippies (laughs) punched his dad once and for some reason is obsessed with the guy who's ruined his life and his family's life. I don't know why he has to take on the the persona of Ronald Reagan. (laughs) That's what I don't get. I don't think they knew like why this person was walking around as Ronald Reagan. They're like, ah, fuck it, like he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody told David Arquette, like, oh, that works because Ronald Reagan ruined a bunch of crazy people's lives. Oh, it's all coming together now. <laughs> I assume that's how it went.
1: So let's talk about these teens. So we join them as you do in any slasher. They're on a road trip. They're all in this big stoner van. They're talking about all the drugs they have and, and how much fun they're going to have. I have no idea where they're going. I have no idea what their, what their goal is. Um To do
0: drugs at a concert.
1: Well, you find that out. Well the the
0: very least, do drugs in the woods. <laughs> like who who cares?
1: They meet some locals who one, two, skip a few. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> we've already said that twice. <laughs>
0: We're like five minutes into the podcast. Have we?
1: I don't even know what happens like There's well, just nothing. There's just a lot in of really. inviting. But the, the fact is, is that at one point they drop that they're going to this like weed field. And you're like, what is that where they're going? Like they're going to a weed field. And then there's a concert on the tiniest stage ever. It's I can- just it, the logistics here just do not make sense. It's like they were just like, OK, so it's a road trip movie and Ronald Reagan's there, and they're doing a lot of drugs, and it's an anti-drug film, but it's a pro-drug film. And, uh, oh, but you know, we should, we should do a concert. <laughs> yeah, like, hey,
0: I gotta tell you, even the the concert promoter in this movie last minute thought we should do a concert. <laughs> I, uh, It's almost like... David Arquette watched the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre where we've got a group of kids in a very similar van loaded with marijuana that they got from Mexico on their way to a Leonard Skinner concert in Texas and just decided to do a completely, just drop it into a different decade.
1: I mean, I love the idea of a concert in the woods. Hell yeah. I would totally go for that. It's really weird though because they must have gotten there so early because there are no concert goers until night two so they arrive there they're setting up they're chilling they're smoking weed by a waterfall they're you know telling mass grave stories and all having a laugh (laughs) (laughs) yeah why is that so funny i don't know and then there's two nudists and that's it that is all.
0: Yeah, I guess those are the only other people that have showed up. Like <laughs> those the people, are the guests. They got there first so that way they could get naked right away. No one must see us with clothing.
1: <laughs> I do fucking love the nudist. I'm really sad he died so fast. Yeah, also kind of died
0: like uneventfully. Like if you're gonna show me a nudist who's gonna get hunted by a killer, he better get his dick cut off. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like it's <yeah>. true.
0: <laughs> honestly he got he got he stepped into a trap and got strung up on a tree, and I was really hoping that we would come back and find out that he was like strung up by his dick.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, and then at some point we just revisit him and he's dead now and his intestines are out One and Thomas them, yeah. Jane finds a jelly bean yeah. and that's his evidence
0: And every single house he goes into he finds a bowl of jelly beans and he's like hmm
1: <laughs> But so but, everybody is pinpointed to this crime because they all like jelly beans and at the end of
0: the movie even Thomas Jane goes you know maybe <laughs> I, I don't remember his character's name let's say it's Bill he goes you know Bill some people just like jelly beans. <laughs> like he even admits like this is
1: not a clue anymore. Too frequent an occurrence in the woods.
0: I'm going to go ahead and assume that Ronald Reagan liked black licorice or black jelly beans.
1: That's some real deep research.
0: I'm sure they did some. <laughs> there's some stuff in here. There's like there's that fucking scene where this she shows up and there's a whole van full of her friends dead and he's carved just say no into their bodies.
1: Oh, boy. They cool. cut out all those murders, too. Like, that was. I just, wanted like, to see them die. Whoa, deprived.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they would have been a perfectly fine couple to see get killed because they were kind of just shitheads, right? They were,
1: they were the shittiest, and I was expecting them to die first, and they made it pretty far.
0: I'm surprised Jason Muse made it that far. Like, he's pretty, he pretty early on the kill call sheet, but you know.
1: He had some terrible dialogue. Yeah, I can't remember any of it. Yeah, but it was not great.
0: Uh, There was one really good one where he says,
1: "I love violence."
0: I remember that. Uh, (laughs) I don't even remember where that came from. It was something about being in a van.
1: (laughs) But like counterpoint to that, so Jason Mewes had terrible dialogue. Thomas Jane had amazing dialogue.
0: I think Thomas Jane just knows how to deliver it.
1: Oh, he was hilarious.
0: Thomas, all you need to do is give Thomas Jane that that crunchy leather jacket and he's in character, right? <laughs> he's great because he's given the thankless job of trying to turn away a bunch of idiot hippies who who it's our it's our God given right as Americans to rock! And he can't get them off stage. He can't get them to leave the campsite. No one wants to listen to him, despite the fact that there are dead bodies Hanging showing above up. them. Yeah, like on the entrance into the concert. There's just <laughs> blood dripping onto people. And they're just like, fuck you, man, fucking cops. <laughs> like, there's evidence that you should not be here. There's even, oh, best scene of the entire movie, I think, where he's on stage. Oh, yes. This this is what I don't this is what I really don't get in terms of like editing because he's it looks like he's doing a great job he's at the entrance of the festival it's
1: daytime
0: daytime he's got cars turned around like, people at the are styles. leaving <laughs> and everybody you know sorry hate to shut you down I hate to be a buzzkill concert's over looks like things are going fine cut to nighttime concerts going on bands on stage people are cheering and he there
1: are glow sticks aplenty like people are still handing out glow sticks yeah. like everybody is no one is left clearly. But hours transpire. Yeah,
0: but you know, Thomas Jane fights his way up, grabs that microphone. All right, everybody, this is your last chance. If you don't go home, you're all gonna die. (laughs) And everybody cheers. I'd be one of those idiots in the concert. I loved
1: it so much. It was good. I mean, the vibes, though, John. The vibes. Well, I mean,
0: if I had have seen a dead body, if I had have heard that there was a second dead body in the forest, I would have left. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So true. But if I was high off my rocker, like, in the audience, unaware of any of this stuff, I would have been like, yeah,
1: we're all gonna die. So my favorite thing about this, though, is our, our final girl, Samantha... She's been running around this forest for hours. So at some point she discovers that her ex-boyfriend, who we cut back to as being like the villain of her very first and very terrible trip. Yeah. She, I guess, accidentally takes acid or she intentionally takes acid. Is she the tripper? And he's, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I didn't mean to cut you Whoa. off.
1: And, but anyways, he's evil or violent or angry or whatever. He's just a bad vibe. Bad dude. And he has followed her to the woods with her friends because she's got a new boyfriend. And we don't discover this at first because she, like, freaks out about a van and then 20 minutes later is like, I saw whatever his name's van. And we were like, it's his oh, van? Oh, <laughs>
0: okay. Because, yeah, she says that somebody's following her. Like, she's just got... A paranoid vibe that nobody's, uh, you know, interested in. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden we drop this bomb that, like, oh, it's the boyfriend. Suddenly this makes some sense. But then her
1: friends start going missing and, like, disappearing into the (laughs) woods. And she keeps telling the ones that are still alive basically like we need to get out of here we need to get out of here we need to stay together we can't keep going to these concert functions because the (laughs) concert concert functions guys we have to cancel our (laughs) concert
0: function plan
1: (laughs) there's a bonfire and she's like we can't go to the bonfire because it's not safe because there's a murderer and they're like no we're going and so she just runs off into the woods Alone. All the time, yeah. She's she just like- keeps going t- and she ends up at the bonfire. Yep, yep. She- I think she's the only of her friends that make it.
0: You know, the worst part is that she gets to that bonfire and somebody squirts her with a water gun and she's like, what was that? And he's like, it was acid because people are just, you know, this this movie was written by Reagan era fear that you would go to a concert and some crazed lunatic hippie would squirt you with a water gun laced with acid and you'd have a you know a horrible trip and your life would be over. <laughs> now, we got to say that this killer hella efficient. 'Cause you know, at first he kills one guy off in the woods. Yeah. Quiet. He
1: he kills just the right amount at the beginning, you know, like he's just, just it up. one nudist. Yeah, just know. creeping, making a little like I mean the cops are the cops are involved, so I mean that's kind of a no no. You don't want the cops ruining your parade. No, of course. But once the couples start to get in the woods, like he disposes of all of the hillbilly locals. Mm-hmm. Which including including David Arquette himself, including David Arquette, (laughs) who got a cast really efficiently, real quick, broke his arm, got a cast
0: out paintball in the same afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) These guys, these guys, these locals are crazy insured. (laughs) But yeah, he kills he kills the three locals, including David Arquette, two cu- like an entire couple, some strangers, and then he's and then he's killed a, killed somebody else and strung them up at the festival. He kills like five people in four minutes.
1: It's great and it's wonderful. Like stalking through the woods, there's a lot of like hollow trees in this movie. They really utilize their hollow trees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what this guy's plan is because this isn't the first year that they've had this festival, right?
1: I have no idea. And it, I do not understand this festival at all. No. I mean, there are there's clearly some logistics. They have porta potties. Yeah,
0: they've got a few porta potties.
1: Which set up for really fun, you know, like the normally this is done in like the public bathroom where they like kick open one door and it's empty, and then they kick open another door and it's empty. Meanwhile, the the concert runner guy, he is climbing into the bottom of the porta potty. I
0: don't know if there's enough space to do that in a porta potty.
1: I Uh, You know, I don't want to check it out. I don't want to verify it. I'm not going to, you know, next time I'm in a port-a-potty, be like, could you fit a person down here? I just don't want to think about it. No. So such a stinky escape.
0: Honestly, the whole thing's stinky. Just to open up the door... And and have to check and see if there's somebody in there. Like having to open up and close several doors. <laughs>
1: That's too much wind initiation.
0: Yeah, if I was that killer, I would have done one or two and be like, it's not worth it. I don't like that. I don't want to kill this guy that bad. <laughs> Plus, I think I heard him climb into it. Fate worse than death right there. <laughs>
1: Just leave them in there. Yeah. Just sit outside. Tip
0: it. That's what you should have done.
1: (gasps) Just start tipping them. (laughs) That's pretty smart. They probably couldn't because those were probably actually for the cast and crew.
0: (laughs) Also, he's running away with a cash box that has maybe $87 in it. It's
1: got like four bills. (laughs) He's just like,
0: no, it's mine.
1: I can't leave without this cash.
0: Oh boy. Paul Rubens does a pretty good job in this. He's great in everything.
1: It's weird though, because he plays such a weird asshole, but he's such a side character that like he's screaming fuck you at everyone and you're like, <laughs> Yeah I guess this is funny. It yeah, was. Okay. I'm laughing right now. I can hear you.
0: <laughs> I just like Paul Rubens. I think he's a funny guy.
1: The whole movie in itself is pretty standard slasher fair oh, sure. with a Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. But you know what? All slashers are kind of like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> how ba- Yeah. How about a
0: William Shatner mask?
1: Yeah. And like, like Jason Voorhees, nobody knows his deal. So like, fine. What we, I think we're really tiptoeing around getting to that ending. And I really think we need to talk about it because it just gets pretty fucking bonkers. So the Ronald Reagan killer. I'm not calling him the tripper because I just don't know.
0: Yeah, I, th- I have no idea. No idea. <laughs>
1: he goes to this bonfire, and this is the first time where you're, you're not doing your stalking in the woods type killer. Like he is, he is chopping the heads off of 50, 60 people. Oh, it's good. And there is Axe POV. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. I was like, yes, David Arquette, you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> You have cracked the code. Yeah, just like a
0: GoPro strapped to the side of that fucking axe as it's just swinging into people's arms and shit. You know,
1: I was questioning you when you started a scene with a jelly bean (laughs) in the middle of another scene. Oh my God, I
0: forgot about that. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Like, oh boy, I don't even know how to explain this. It's just like we uh, we we end on a forest. There's shot. like
1: a fly on the lens. Yeah, it's
0: just like, all of a sudden, there's a dot in the middle of the screen. You're like, what? And then the dot expands like it's a silent film from the 30s, and it's the <laughs> jelly bean on a table. <laughs> and Thomas Jane staring at it like it's gonna give him all the fucking answers. <laughs>
1: The only answer and excuse I have for that is that this film is also fucking high.
0: Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. This movie is high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this movie's insane. on more drugs than the characters in the movie. It is
1: insane. That jelly bean sequence, I don't know. I, I It's unforgettable cinema is what it is. <laughs> I will I... never live that experience down where my mouth was hanging open. And I was like, what just happened?
0: The thing I also can't get a read on is is the movie's opinion on drugs. This is something that I was or thinking. Republicans. I don't know. Oh, you mean because he kills her boyfriend, who's like, but I'm a Republican. He just buries the is accent. It, of I anyway. think it's just
1: that Reagan hates everyone. But like, okay, like this came out when when Bush was president.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, and it was the end of Bush's second term. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, you, for the most part, it seems like drugs are the bad guy. Like, I thought this was maybe going to be more of a, like, drugs are fun kind of thing and Reagan's the bad guy. But, like, everybody gets killed because they're high. Um, Like, if if they were. Except for our final girl, who's.
1: Not high by choice.
0: She's not. There you go, right? There, <laughs> she's not high by choice. But she also doesn't survive because she's high. She's just has a more technicolor experience than Thomas <laughs> Jane. The lighting in the forest at the end when she's fighting Ronald Reagan is so good.
1: And it's really great, too. Even when she's just running away from him, like, they they found some really great little, like, ponds and stuff. Oh, and yeah. And he's illuminated with that axe in the water, and you're just like... Yeah fuck when did we hire a cinematographer
0: (laughs) yeah all of a sudden he shows up last day and it's great fucking
1: light cast through the trees and the fog and like there's just beams of just wonderful goodness
0: also she does that final girl move that no one does where she doesn't stop Hitting oh,
1: him. Oh, and she's fucking backlit by the night, and you're just like, yeah, this is fucking dark.
0: I remember laughing a little bit because Thomas Jane's got like a like a riot baton, and he's like going up against them and they're fighting, and oh, it's not looking good for Thomas Jane. And she just grabs her little hammer, and she's like, I'll oh, get him. Which is much.
1: crazy because a, his gun has fallen near her. Yes. So like she could have just ignores grabbed the, the gun, gun. <laughs> but she grabs this tiny hammer, and she whacks the shit out of oh,
0: him. Oh, like a hundred times she hits. In the head. Thomas Jane pulls her off and she fights away Thomas Jane to go back and hit him a few more times. I love it though. It
1: is. It is a really cathartic final scene for a movie that I do not understand if it has any catharsis. Yeah, and
0: it's on that pond where we're seeing a reflection of it, like, directly underneath with all that moonlight and the
1: fog. It It looks looks... fantastic. It was incredible, guys. I just don't understand. Judging from the beginning of the film to the end of the film, it was just like somebody graduated fucking film school.
0: (laughs) They also decided that they had to bookend this movie with dope chainsaw stuff. Because, man, is the chainsaw kill at the beginning of this movie so, so, so so, so, so good. And then at the end, we get to see Paul Rubens cut in fucking half. Yeah, it's
1: pretty lovely. It looks
0: great. He just splits right open, red stuff flying everywhere. I liked it.
1: Okay, so I have a question for you. Sure. When they pull the mask off, at the end of the movie, they pull off the Reagan mask. Yeah. Who is it?
0: it's the it's the grown-up it's the kid from the very beginning just grown- up I
1: know but is his he...
0: name's Gus he's the son of the crazy did old we see guy. him at the no well oh, I think uh I, I think maybe we might have seen him at one of the gas stations slash convenience stores like a general store that they went into at the beginning uh-huh. I think
1: he was there. <laughs> because I... I was just like oh this is a big reveal well, like yeah it's like the equivalent of like sc- like the scream killer taking off the mask and it being like i don't know somebody that went to the film club one day or
0: alternatively it's a friday the 13th movie where they take off the hockey mask and like aha it was jason all along <laughs> you're like yeah <laughs> good one on you mr <laughs> Inc., you solved it again <laughs>
1: It was Jason Voorhees. (laughs) Like, yeah, we know. That would have
0: been such a great end for the Tommy Jarvis arc, like, if that's how it ended.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just, like, I need to confirm he's dead, it's just like, I need to confirm it's him.
0: Yeah, the identity, yeah. I think that pretty much covers it. Like, I don't know what else there is to talk about this movie. I don't know
1: what anything means anything, but all I know is that if you have listened this far and you have not seen the movie, I totally recommend you watch it just for that weird-ass jelly bean transition. You will not understand what hit you. You'll be like, am I on drugs? Did I take drugs?
0: It's like straight out of the house suit playbook.
1: It's so fucking random. And, like, none of the movie is as stylized as that jelly bean sequence.
0: I think the horror community would go nuts for a new David Arquette horror, like a new David Arquette directed horror movie
1: I totally agree I think
0: this movie just came out like a few years too soon oh, who knows Like, I, mean, I don't we, know I really
1: we didn't even talk, so we did mention that it was a time capsule but like I did not give credit to the fashions there's a lot of skirts over jeans there's so many <laughs> you can't point oh, them out. so many unnecessary layers and boleros and like those belt chains but like over long sleeve shirts it just oh it just doesn't make sense
0: so what's your rating of David Arquette's The Tripper?
1: It's like a lot higher than I thought it was going to be.
0: Oh yeah, no. To be honest, when we borrowed this movie from from Will and Shane. Thanks I, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank thank you again. This was a delight. I was like Okay, we'll watch this, but we're probably still going to have to find another movie to pair with Idle Hands. Like, <laughs> like, It's it's David Arquette's only movie. No one's ever heard of it. It's got Jason Mewes. These are not markers for success. I'm sorry. Although I was
1: the opposite. I was like, oh, there's so many people in there are There
0: are a lot of people. Courtney <laughs> Cox apparently has an appearance. I don't know where. I
1: think she's the dog woman. I, I think she's know. the one
0: that gets bitten by the dog. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's a blonde wig.
0: I usually make you go first, but I'll go ahead and say, like, I'm giving this a two out of four.
1: I think I'm giving it a two and a half out that's, of four. That's cool. I really liked, the finale was fantastic. Oh, man,
0: the, fanta- the finale was so good.
1: And I'm still thinking about the jelly bean. so, like, that's gotta <laughs> be credit, right? Yeah. Like, the jelly bean flabbergasted me.
0: <laughs> it's almost It almost feels silly that we didn't pair this with Uncle Sam, but...
1: I didn't know it was going to be so political. No,
0: neither did I. I, I to, to be honest, did not know that it was a Ronald Reagan killer. They may have mentioned that when we borrowed it from them. I have no idea. But I was not prepared.
1: I mean, you I guess you can't talk about drugs without talking about the war on.
0: Yeah, I suppose. <laughs>
1: But that's just our opinion. Join us on Twitter at NoFS Podcast and let us know your thoughts. You can hit us up on Discord at NOFSPodcast.com slash Discord. On Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Nightmare on Film Street. And wherever else you are on social media, just look up Nightmare on Film Street.
0: If you enjoyed this free podcast, consider supporting Nightmare on Film Street and becoming a member of the Fiend Club at nofspodcast.com slash club. We host live streams, watch parties, game nights, all on Gather in a virtual bar where you can hang out with Kim and myself and all the other fiends of Nightmare on Film Street. But until next time, I'm John.
1: I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. creepy.
0: It appears you
1: made it out alive.
0: But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. walkers cyberpunks gangsters and so much more meet face to face with all kinds of monsters on amc plus from the walking dead's whisperer war to the world-saving quests of the watch and the brutal brawls of gangs of london amc plus is more than entertaining it's epic brace yourself for an all new season of creep show and films like train to busan presents peninsula part of shutters halfway to halloween month Plus, catch brand new episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com.